Wow. How is that? I feel like you booked it. Did I book it? Yeah, that's that's a bookable moment right there. Oh, thank you, honey. Thank wow. You. Wow. You, what's that from? Uh, Owen Wilson. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you almost did it like the impression. Uh, there's a girl on SNL that mm. does it. She's a, she's a little more higher pitched with it. Wow. She's got the brunette hair, right? Yeah, but I, I think he's a little more down here with wow. wow. But I'm not on SNL and she is. So <laughs> yeah, we were just doing uh, our, our mid-roll ad reads before oh, yes. the podcast started because we were unaware if Benji was going to settle. He was kind of in a mood. He was licking and we didn't want to get into the conversation. So we're like, let's do the mid-roll ads at the beginning. We usually do them at the end. And uh, I was very impressed with your read. Everyone will be able to see them about halfway through the podcast. It's been a minute since I've done a read. I usually just throw them your way. I would have taken it, but uh, (laughs) one of our sponsors is Wine, which has been one of my, if I had, like before I got on this diet and before I, you know, didn't, I stopped drinking for a little while, that would have been the perfect sponsor because I was like if you can not only are we getting paid but if we can get free wine all the time that would be amazing <laughs> so it finally came around but because you're the one drinking it and you have the experience I just felt I couldn't do it because I didn't actually taste it but you had a good experience and I just get to watch you sample all the free wine and I've been staying strong 153 days oh no big deal gosh. well you know what else cracked me up about this deal as well they allow you to take a quiz to know what to send you wine wise and they give each host this amazing gift of six bottles of free wine so i got to go as freddie (laughs) and take the quiz again so they sent 12 bottles of wine so that's why (laughs) so we each got one yeah but But you're drinking all mine if you're not drinking i will gladly have yours and taste yours because you know your girl loves some bino (laughs) <laughs> you do you do and it's it's nice that you're able to relax and unwind and have a few glasses but um but anyway um how would you like to start today's podcast how about with the intro since we got a few yes. requests we, we were going to get rid of the intro and just hop into it but we realized after 200 some episodes of the intro people like it people makes you feel intro. good so here we go welcome everyone to the freddie and Alyssa show if you're new to the channel be sure to subscribe like comment all that fun youtube stuff if you're watching on facebook and you want to like the page that would be awesome if you're listening on a platform like itunes hello out there if you want to leave us a five-star review because you think we deserve it that would be amazing we would really appreciate that We've been putting out content now professionally for over four years. We're approaching our four-year anniversary of the podcast. We can now start um, promoting that this April. will be four years since our first episode ever, where I believe Christopher Sean was the guest, when we lived in Pasadena. Um, So we've had, yeah, we've had Pasadena, Coldwater, Twin Eagles, and now our apartment. We've had four locations in four years. We even were in a hotel for a while, so a lot's happened. But um, and we went to the studio too. Don't forget for when it was Personal Growth Nation. Oh, even before that, yeah. So we've had Sunset many hour. different um, variations of the show, and I really feel like we're continuing to evolve. And uh, I just want to thank you all so much for tuning in every week and supporting us. And we're doing our best. We're trying some new things this year as well because we want to share a lot about what's going on in our lives. But we also want to get into news and pop culture, so we're trying to incorporate maybe some TikTok videos of like what's going viral, what people are talking about, and be able to comment on that. 
So there's many different things that we want to be able to, to talk about. So thank you for going along on this journey with us. And I think as we continue to be open and talking about our changes, I think you all like appreciate that and yeah. we appreciate it as well. So we had something kind of interesting happen to us today. I would say it's something that hasn't happened in a while solely because a we don't really go anywhere (laughs) yeah and b you always have a mask and a hat on anytime you go out which i feel has really just helped everyone be incognito like i never run into anyone i know when i'm out because you always have your mask and your hat on but today i want to hear from your point of view what happened where were we set the tone of the scene for me sir Oh, you're talking about when I got recognized, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did a lot of errands today. You and I have been just on an errand extravaganza the past few weeks, like taking care of things we needed to do, doing a little work. And we stopped for breakfast today at first watch. And um, the waitress was very nice. And I remember going into it because we had a gift card for 100 bucks. And anytime I have a gift card, I'm always like, I just want to tip because the gift card was given to us. It's not even our money. So... Whatever we spend, the rest, I always want to tip. So I remember going to First Watch thinking to myself, um, I just really hope the server is at least really nice or above being nice because I want to leave them like a 40, 50% tip. Mm-hmm. And so we sit down, the waitress comes over, and instantly she was above and beyond. Like she seemed like she was appreciative of having a job, was friendly, was awesome. And I was instantly inside being like, great. She's not dreading being here. I can confidently give her a wonderful tip. So as we were ordering and doing all our stuff, we were um, you know, doing stories and just hanging out. I was making like a reel. And like we were just like goofing off, just having some fun. And then right when we're about to leave, she goes, she goes, you look very familiar. And I was caught off guard because like you said, I don't get recognized. Even when I was on the show all the time, it was rare to be recognized. Maybe people do recognize me. They don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people will say, I think I recognize you where they almost want you to bring it up because they're like nervous or whatever. But she genuinely couldn't put her finger on where she knew me. And I could tell because I've had this happen many times over the decade. And my brain, instead of saying, oh, you either know me from social media or I worked on Days of Our Lives. But I went with the answer of, uh, oh, I was like, I, I don't. You always go, I do. <laughs> I go, I do? I was like, I, I don't, I'm not sure. And she just like was kept looking and looking. And then you stepped in. You're like, do you watch soap operas? And then you saw her light, her yeah. eyes like, you know, go, oh my God. She goes, days of our lives. She goes, and then she started like talking. She was super nice. She was like, I have to get a picture. And uh, we ended up taking like some pictures and it was really, really sweet and nice. And she was awesome. And it just made it that much sweeter that I was like, we have this gift card and like, she's going to get an awesome tip. And she was so, so nice. But uh, yeah, I, if you wouldn't have stepped in, I think I was just going to say like, oh, we're just like familiar around here because it's well, just weird to start to say like, oh, you know me from this because if they don't, how weird is that? I get that. But if someone is saying to you, someone who's been on television for 10 plus years doing different things from commercials to shows to a soap opera for almost a decade, chances are if you look familiar... It's days. It's days. They saw you on... Or it's one of my viral TikToks. You never know. Well, I've also had people um, tell me in life, they go, oh my gosh, your husband showed up on my For You page. And, And they know you now. And it just cracks me up. But... Debbie at First Watch was absolutely amazing. And I just got to say, over the years, 
watching this happen in life because when we lived in LA, it's kind of an unwritten rule there that you don't really go up to anyone on television if you recognize them. People there, a lot of people work in entertainment. You just don't really do it. So it never happened there. When we would venture out and we lived in Pasadena for a year, remember it happened a lot there because no one really works in the entertainment industry that far out. So anytime we would travel during holidays, whatever it might have been, I would see things happen throughout the years. And it just always would make me crack up because you never, ever, ever will be like, oh, yeah, days of our lives. Sunny, you always are just like caught off guard. Just, oh, I do? Really? And today, watching you two, (laughs) it's kind of this awkward silence because she was trying to figure it out. You're like, oh, I do. And you're just kind of looking back at her. So I was like, do you watch soap opera? You saved the day, yeah. <laughs> and it was just so cute, and it was so sweet to watch her, the light bulb go off right when she really yeah. realized what it was, and she was just amazing. Oh, she was such a sweetheart. It, yeah, it's it's super nice. Like, I, I've had just enough um, fame, if you want to call it, that it's surprising, and it's really refreshing, and it's, and it's, a, it's a really good feeling yeah. because I'm not bombarded. It doesn't negatively impact my life like some mega celebrities where being recognized, they have to be in the mood. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always in the mood because it happens once every six months. Right. So I'm just like, oh, hey, yeah. But I try to just play it off more cool, you know. But but yeah, it's really it, – but yeah, when you have a mask and a hat on, it's, so it's a 0% hard. chance. Also, I think, you know, I'm, I'm almost 40 pounds lighter. And I think when I had a beard and I was heavier, maybe I just didn't look like – what people were used to on screen all those years. Well, and also too, today you were dressed up, you had your hair done. It was the very sunny look, if you will. Yeah. Because he was more of a polished, always in suits, more of like a businessman, wasn't he? I was polished. Yeah, you're you're right. If Because especially my beard is not very long. Yeah. Like I'm going to actually shave pretty soon. I've been shaving once a week again because okay. I like I like to. I think the only reason I wanted a beard is because I was heavier and it made me feel mm. better. I love you clean shaven. Got yeah, well, thank such you. Such a beautiful little face. Show it off, baby. Show it off. Well, speaking of celebbies, we just had Betty White's 100th birthday. Happy first heavenly birthday, Betty White. Um, I think that was, what, yesterday? But it was so cool because I saw someone note or someone mention on their story, hey, Google Betty White. And I go, why am I going to do this? But I'm going to do it anyway. And do you know that Google ended up putting all of these like petal drops of roses that fell down and then it turned into this big red heart and flower and it said, thank you for being a friend. Oh <laughs> it my literally gosh. made me cry and I go, that is so special because I went down kind of like a rabbit hole and I did see one video that showed some of her favorite moments. I want to show you and get kind of your uh, genuine reaction. She's just, she was such a gem. What did you know her from? Like, why are you, why are you a fan of Betty White? Well, I obviously loved her from Golden Girls. Remember, we went and watched the entire show back in 2017, I want to say. So that was the first time that I talked you into watching it? Because I grew up watching Golden Girls. With your I've mom. seen every episode I know. more I know. than any other show ever created. Maybe Two and a Half Men. Okay. Two and a Half Men and Golden Girls, I have seen every episode five yep. six times yep so i was a huge fan of betty white from that and then i just knew she was like a pop culture 
favorite. Of course. But did you? So you 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 became well, a fan of her, or you did you know her? I mean, I always stuff? knew who Betty White was growing up because I did watch Golden Girls, just not as much as you know you did yeah. growing up. Um, and I always knew all all the women on that show were remarkably talented. Yeah. I mean, so fantastic. And then I feel like around 2007, I want to say, she kind of had her rebirth of fame. Remember, she was just everywhere, really famous. Everyone loved her. And I remember going to this one award show that she was at, and she got up there and she just gave this speech saying, I just can't believe this kind of happened again. She goes, I'm in my early 90s. And it's, you know, she, she was just so famous. She, she was everywhere. Yeah. And she just was crushing it, you know, the, working and just being hysterical and so funny. And so I always knew her from every little show that she'd do. But then you and I rewatched The Golden Girls and we watched it all the way through. And she was just a true literal gem, if you will. Yeah. She was amazing, kind, funny, witty, talented. And she had decades and decades and decades in this business. It's very rare. Yes. To be able, because I think a lot of people get there as they call 15 minutes of fame, or maybe you work a little bit, Mm -hmm. or even you're a big star, Mm -hmm. but you do that one thing and then no one ever sees you again. Um, But for her to continue to be in the mainstream and everyone knows who she is, but yeah, the Golden Girls, for especially a, a guy, yeah. To be able to watch that when I was as young as 17 or even younger, 15 when I was watching it with my mom and still be able to watch it in my 30s and enjoy it, it kind of teaches you about writing and storytelling mm-hmm. that you wouldn't think that a guy in his 20s or 30s could relate or enjoy watching divorced or widowed women in their 50s or 60s being in Miami right, and doing all that. But it was so entertaining because of the characters and the story and it's kind of a lesson to, you know, to think about in writing. Hmm. Like, how can that, after all these years, still be so good? Right. And it's the relationships, and it's the comedy, and it was the casting. And I remember they wanted Betty White as the character of Blanche. Really? Rue McCollin, I want to say her name is. They yes. And then they switched. And then she huh. became the promiscuous one, and Rose, Betty White, became the one from, uh, um, where is she from? Um Back in Saint Olaf, Saint oh. Olaf, <laughs> we had this this cow, and it had three legs, and his name was Henry. And back in Saint Olaf, and everyone's like, "Oh God!" Yes, I but remember she was that. originally wanted to be. They, they originally wanted to cast her as a promiscuous one, but they ended up swapping, and that was the happy accident. It seems like there was always a random story with every hit show or movie that there was something that was. You know, like even Ashton Kutcher with that 70s show, he booked two pilots and he had to choose back then and he chose that 70s show and the other pilot that he passed on went six episodes and was canceled. Wow. Can you imagine picking the wrong one? Yeah. But he just picked the right one. Wow. But he probably felt it and knew it. I mean, that 70s show on paper sounds rad as heck. And his wife didn't. I mean, they met like it, it was his whole entire life. Interesting. That, you know, that it was there. And I've told this story a million times of uh, how I passed on the role of Sonny the first time. And Crazy. and they didn't find anyone, so I went back in. But it's like, it seems like there's always... Kismet, it's meant to something. be. Something. Yeah. Wow. Well, I wanted to show you this before I forget, because it was one of my absolute 
favorites. In honor of what would have been Betty White's 100th birthday, here are some of our favorite moments. What do you like to do in your free time? Oh, I like to do most anything, play with animals mostly. And uh, vodka's kind of a hobby. And, uh, you, you, work, you work hard, you're in every movie. Well, I'm such a, I'm such a whore, I can't say no. <laughs> 90 years old, I was not expecting this. Let's right. put it that way. Just the way things have gone the last couple of years has been just fantastic. That's right, so I'm gonna start lying about my age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 45. You're 45? You know when that. Betty White says she wants a cup of coffee, you get her a, <laughs> a cup of coffee. You ab-crunching jackass. Uh, for some reason I felt William Shatner come over me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which happened. Oh, I wish I, I could I'm, say If someone... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my like, God. She just is a national treasure. She was so quick and It was sharp. the timing. Impeccable timing. Unbelievable. I love the Ryan Reynolds one. Yeah, what was it? A commercial or a movie? I. It was, was it? a movie. Was it? Yeah, I want to say it was the one with Sandra Bullock. Oh. The proposal, maybe? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. But just her saying that to me. <laughs> She wants a cup of coffee. Get Betty White a cup of coffee. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she was just so amazing. And the last thing I'll say on this, for someone to be here for nearly 100 years and every person still grieving, going, man, we didn't get enough time with her. That's huge. I That's know. monumental. 100 years, and you're still like, I need more of her. I know. Today's episode is sponsored by Truebill. How many free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars long after forgetting to cancel? Fight back against scammy subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Listen, I've been using the app for about six to eight weeks now, and it's awesome. It's organized, it's simple, and you can just get rid of any of those monthly bills that you don't need anymore, get your overhead lower, save some money so that you can invest it or do something fun. We're all about keeping that overhead low and Truebill can help you do that. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped them save over $100 million. Like Matthew B who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved 120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill and saved 840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. Go right now, truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. Let's chat wine, y'all. Today's episode is brought to you by First Leaf Wine Club. Y'all know I love my wine, and I love exploring new wines. However, I'm not always sure what to get. I don't want to be disappointed, you know? That is why I love First Leaf Wine Club. They remove all the guesswork, doing all the hard work to discover great wines so I can just enjoy them. 
First Leaf winemakers sample 10,000 wines a year across five continents and 12 countries and select only the best bottles for the club. They also create a custom wine print for each member, which maps their vast portfolio of wines to each person's unique taste preferences once you take their five-minute quiz. There are no contracts or cancellation fees, and if you're not happy with the wine you receive, First Leaf will give you a credit towards your next shipment for a risk-free way to explore an endless array of world-class wine. So last night, I actually really, really, really wanted some white wine with my dinner, and I was like, what should I pair it with? Well, I ended up pairing it with a Sauvignon Blanc from Color Wash. It had hints of guava and grapefruit, and it was so good. If it weren't for First Leaf, I would have never known to have purchased it. So join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 with free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash freddyalyssa. That's tryfirstleaf.com slash freddyalyssa for six bottles of wine for $29.95 with free shipping. Here's a toast to first. May you enjoy with the people you love from the first sip to the last. Try firstleaf.com slash Freddie Alyssa. That's how you leave a legacy, though. She'll mm-hmm. be she'll be here forever. It's the same thing on TikTok when I see Kobe Bryant. You know, you think about, and that, that's why it's, I know we talk about creating content, like, till we're blue in the face, but even if it's not a business or even if you're not interested in, in, a, in a full capacity, um, how cool is it, though, that because someone like Kobe was in the spotlight and was forced to be in interviews, that you can have endless reminders. It almost feels like Kobe's still here because my feed every 50 videos is a Kobe clip from an interview and it's almost like he's still here. Yep. And that's what I keep thinking about us. Like we haven't even been able to comprehend yet what it's gonna be like when our grandkids could sit and binge for months at a time, every podcast, every clip we've ever done and really get to know us. Right. Because we're like, I cannot really get to know my great grandparents. Mm-hmm. You can only hear some stories, but it's it, then it's also passed down. So you're losing some of it. But we don't know anything about our ancestry, no. like in a deep, deep, detailed level. Like, where did our grandparents meet? Yes. Where were they born? What were they like? Yes. What did they do for work? Yes. Hmm. What was their favorite meal? Yes. What made them laugh? Yes. But to. Be able to be a fly on the wall and watch a conversation. Like if I could have seen even my grandma and grandpa when they first met and were first starting their life together as husband and wife, if I could have just seen one conversation of them yeah, sitting, that would have been so cool. Yeah. But then it'll become normal. Yeah. Then it's going to make you realize, well, how many people just aren't going to care? <laughs> like after a few generations, like, I don't care. No. They were I still think... living in the real world. I haven't taken my goggles off <laughs> oh, in six gosh, months. Oh, gosh. You're so about that life. <laughs> I don't know if they – I don't know. But it just – things like that make me think is, is that Betty White will always be here and they're still making people laugh because of work that they did. Well, what it's, year was the Golden Girls filmed? 80s? I would guess 80s, yeah. Maybe late 70s, 80s. So here we are all this time later, and it is still a show that you can, like you said, sit, binge watch, doesn't matter your age. You're so drawn into this fake world they created. And that's something I feel even in 20 years people will watch. 
Mm -hmm. There are just sometimes those hit shows. Even you look at Friends with Jennifer Aniston. And I mean, everyone knows Friends. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone. I guarantee you anyone watching this will know Friends. Yeah. But that was in the 90s. And it is still something people watch to this day. And it makes me wonder, too, back, you know, during those decades when there was no social media, really not the Internet that much, maybe the storytelling and the relationships come across and were obviously told differently and perhaps acted differently because these people truly lived in a world where there was no other distraction when they're at work. This scene that they're doing, like that's all they're doing on their downtime. They're not scrolling through their phones, seeing what the rest of the world's doing. Probably hanging out, talking with their castmates, having friends come. Really or building, yeah, relationships. I don't know. It's just, it's and but it was also the first time we were seeing it. You hmm. got to also think about it too. I mean, they started doing TV and film. Like, when did the first like color, audio, and everything start? The forties, maybe. I should know this being in la all those years yeah but i don't but i'm just saying it it hasn't even been a hundred years has it so back in the 60s 70s 80s 90s we were also seeing the storylines for the first time like we've never seen four ladies living together in miami who are older now it's like they can just recreate all of these like how many shows do they have now where it's the the sitcom dad married to the wife who bossed him around. And they have three kids and the middle daughter's got an attitude and the older one is blah, blah, blah. And the little little one's this little like, you know, deviant that everyone's scared of, but she's so cute. And then the grandfather comes over and says ridiculous stuff. And then they, the in-laws fight and then he's got his buddies and they sit around the grill and they have steaks and they do guy jokes. And they're in mischief where they have to go and get the barbecue grill, but it's sold out. And then they're fighting with an old lady and they come back and then he's reprimanded by the wife. I mean... It is just, as Eric Martzoff said once, it's like a dirty shoe in the dryer. dryer. <laughs> he said that about another thing, but to use his reference. But yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think nowadays it's almost the story sometimes isn't even enough. We're using tactics to keep people interested. Like but- what if it's Spider-Man meets this and then they're in this different world and they have these different powers and it's shot for 350 million dollars where will smith plays himself but also a 20 year old version of himself maybe that'll get people to go watch it but i also too am very interested in especially what you think about this not only do they have similar uh storylines like you just very well uh described but now they are redoing and remaking classics they did Saved by the Bell. Now they're doing the fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, mind you, Will Smith is producing it, but I watched the trailer, and it's more of a drama, but it has the same characters. There's a new kid playing Will Smith, the same uh, Carlton, you know, a uh, sister. What was the sister's name? Ashley. Ashley. Like, they have all these new characters recast, but it's like, why are you touching a classic? Because this trailer, it's not a comedy. When you watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, it was a 30-minute comedy. That's what you were t- tuning in for. They were they did live performances on their yeah. set. You know what I mean? Like, that was so special. This feels more like a CW primetime drama, which I'm like, why you even got to touch it? I mean, you know what? It's like you can give it a shot, and we can be proven wrong. But I almost feel when they're doing these reunions... 
that kind of seems like a cool 2022 thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like the Friends reunions, don't bring Friends back. But what? Well, how about Sex in the City? But that's not a reboot. That's them still. That's them still, and it's a... I guess you could say a spinoff because the new show is called And Just Like That. So it's not essentially Sex in the City. And I got to tell you, I mean, they're doing a really good job with it. They got a lot of the characters back. They're introducing new characters. I've now gotten really into it. That's Let's good. Let's just say that. Yeah, I, I don't really have the answer for it. It's hard to critique something when I don't really know um, like what I would do, you mm-hmm. know, to give like an interesting take on it. If like I was like, oh, this is they should do this, but I, I just I, I think everyone's learning. I think yeah. I think traditional Hollywood you have to realize is like every other huge corporation. Like even when they talk about the public education system, they want to make changes. Some people, but how do you turn that big ship? Mm-hmm. It's so layered, and there's so many working parts, and these big corporations. Like there's so many people involved and it's taking a while to figure out. And all of a sudden people aren't going to movie theaters as much. There's all these applications. There's still cable. There's still TV shows. Then there's the internet. Like some of these shows are competing with podcasts. Yep. People are sitting around going, do I watch this new episode of Dexter on the Showtime app, which is a website? Or do I go to showtime.com? But do I have to pay? But is that included in my Amazon Prime? I think I have to log into Amazon and then go to Showtime and I can watch that. Or do I watch just like that? But is that on HBO, the cable? Or is it just on HBO Max, the app? Let me go there. Or Freddie and Lissa have a new show out. Or Joe Rogan has a new podcast. I'm really interested in that guest. I might watch that for three hours instead of binge this. I just think there's so many options for entertainment these days. Mm -hmm. And we're all, as consumers, trying to figure out what do we watch? And I think the thing that's also missing is the camaraderie. Back in the day when Fresh Prince was airing or Family Matters or or even the Golden Girls, I'm sure, in the 80s, everyone got together on Friday nights at 7 and you sat and watched it, Home Improvement, and everyone watched it and then you could go talk about it at work the next day. It was yeah. like, oh my God, Tim Allen, when you know when when this was happening, and we got to experience that. Where now, I just feel it's it's all micro communities, mm-hmm. where there's some people watching Yellow Jackets, some watching just like that, some watching a Netflix show. Very rarely these days does something like Squid Games or Made come out on Netflix that everyone or watches. Or Euphoria. Well, you've been so obsessed with that that you've kind of talked me into that. It's so good. But and, but, and before you talk about, because I know I know you you love that. But to, to finish what I was, I what I'm basically saying is that I think the industry and everyone's trying to figure out how do we make all this content, but be okay with like the new numbers, mm-hmm. because if they can balance out, where if we can make this show for cheaper, or make, because I think I even heard Tim Dillon say that there's about 500 scripted shows. There was 500 scripted shows in 2021 across all networks. You have to remember too, TBS, USA, Mm -hmm. AMC, Mm -hmm. then AMC Plus. Then you have the HBO, the Showtime. You have all the apps, all the channels. Makes it sound good for actors. But man, there's got to be tons of roles. Yeah, but then also I'm sure a lot of shows get canceled. 
it because of the expectation. Of course. You, you have to, even Yellow Jackets, watch seven episodes and I binged them. Mm-hmm. And then now that they've been coming out week by week, I haven't watched it. And there's probably like four. Mm-hmm. And I just don't care. I cared so much. Well, you're, you're also into a new show right now. <laughs> well, I'm into Blacklist. But it, it, it's just, it's just there's so much. And I think, and, and this is a good segue into Euphoria for you, where when you were talking about Euphoria being such an art piece, mm-hmm. I'm almost, I almost think like art, great storytelling, is what's going to attract people to the art form of acting and storytelling. But I think entertainment, mindless entertainment, laughing, comedy, if it's just kind of popcorny, yep. you're going against Instagram reels and TikTok hmm. for entertainment. Mm-hmm. I go to those for entertainment, a quick hit of like, ha ha ha, I'm moving around, then I get to see something about this, something about that. Rather, let me just throw on some 21-minute sitcom that I've seen in different Already. variations. Yeah. But if there's an art piece like Squid Games or what you're saying about Euphoria, you can actually get lost in it because it's actual art. Yeah. And I think maybe that's what in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s was what it was. And now I almost feel like a lot of the shows and movies have turned into a straight business mm-hmm. where it's dollars in, dollars out. Yeah. And let's just plug in the people who they know will bring ticket sales. And they're like, this is a good enough story. Just have someone shirtless, just have like something big yeah. and fast, have some new cool technology and try to make our money and sell it overseas mm-hmm. where I appreciate like the Shia LaBeouf movies. I appreciate, I, I think Euphoria I'm going to love. But anyway, what were you saying about Euphoria? Well, no. So back when we were in high school, I always would remember if there was, like you said, a show on everyone's talking about the next day and especially live events. When the VMAs were on the next day, everyone in school was like, did you see what Britney Spears was wearing? Oh my God. You know, you're always, always, always um, talking about it. And it had been a very long time since I had felt that community. But with Euphoria, this is what's interesting. So it just started season two, two weeks ago. It is on HBO Max, which apparently is just turning out the shows I love because Sex and the Cities, I mean, it's HBO Max. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, all of them. They have everything, but they also have Euphoria. So I go, okay, let me binge season one. And Euphoria was very different than most shows I would like because I don't traditionally turn to dramas right away i usually like stuff that's just lighthearted, fun whatever rom-com to the max i love that but i had heard so much about it so i said let's give it a go and it just hooks you because like i said it's an art form it's all about these high schoolers but it is like a darker side you know drugs sex you get the idea but it's it's just really artsy and they deal with a lot a lot of issues but anytime Season two, there's an episode. It's every Sunday at 9. Anytime 9 p.m. rolls around, if you go to Twitter, Euphoria is trending. And you can see everyone commentating every scene, everything that you would have done back in the day when you were at school the next day going, oh, did you see that outfit? Or, oh, did you see what happened here? You're getting it in real time on Twitter. But people are funny. It is just interesting to see all these viewpoints from all over the world, not just your little friend group, you know? So every Sunday, I look so forward to watching it. And then I go right on Twitter when I'm done because the way they're doing season two, every episode when it ends, you're like, (gasps) what? 
what's next? You know, they yeah. just really are crushing it. And so I just get such joy in going to Twitter. Here I am, this woman in my 30s, <laughs> loving this high school show. But it's because it's just done really, really cool. And the other thing I found out, there's this character named Fez, and he plays a drug dealer. Well, he ended up going um, to this high school in Oakland, but he was visiting a friend in New York City. In real life. In real life. Yes, this is real life. The real actor who plays Fez. Okay. Grew up in Oakland, Florida, visiting New York, visiting a friend. And when he was there, he's just out on the street living his life. And this he calls it a pushy casting director. Comes up to him. <laughs> he had this whole article with GQ. I highly suggest you go read it. It's very entertaining. But this pushy casting director goes, look. We are filming the show. We're casting the show. I need you to come in and read. And at first, he's like, I don't know. You know, that's not my thing. I've never done it. And he ended up later that day, somehow ended up in the office, in this casting office. And he was like, I'm just going to be me. And so when they gave him the script, he goes, the one thing I remember was that I was like, I need to change up the way this guy speaks because I don't talk like this. So he made it his own. Oh, wow. And what do you know? He booked it. So to circle back to earlier how you said sometimes with shows, just things happen for it to get to where it's at, or even Ashton Kutcher, that 70s show yeah. chose that. This guy, um, he ended up going to the same high school as Zendaya, but he was in the tech world. So he made the sets of the show and did yeah. all the behind-the-scenes stuff, whereas she was there for acting acting, but he never thought he'd do it and so he moved to LA for the pilot and at that time as soon as they found out that they were getting picked up he was trying to get an apartment but he's like I had no income really to show um, or credit and he goes so I just Airbnb'd because no one believed that I could get a lease (laughs) like no one believed him so he just Airbnb'd and now his whole life has changed but it's just interesting those types of stories this guy out there living his life and when i tell you he has the realest moments of anyone ever on television you watch it and you just go he's so real but it's because he makes it his own and i guarantee you they let them improv and just go with it yeah i i I have to check it out those are my kind of um of movies and but that that's where the art comes in Mm -hmm. i think there is a time and place for word for word hire the technical actor who knows how to do this, this, and this. And then other times when it's raw and gritty, let the actors act. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. That's like the movie Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. Shia LaBeouf, Channing Tatum, a um, bunch of other people in it. It was one of my young. favorite movies. That was a, quite a while ago, right? Oh, yeah. Long I think time? like tw- 2008. Wow. It just reminded me a little bit of how I grew up, like not – as dark as that um that was like a really dark film i just mean like the vibe like yeah. it was just a bunch of hoodlum kids in a small town even though they were in new york but it reminds me of like where i grew up it's like we just like paintballed and went four-wheeling and just went on adventures and mm-hmm. just came home at night and you know people got in fights and you drank and you you know did some vandalism stuff and we just did a <laughs> bunch of you know but it was just real and it was real people and, and I didn't believe they were a bunch of actors. Like, there's certain shows that they'll cast, like, these pretty boy actors, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't seem authentic to people back home where everyone just wore, like, a sweatshirt and a hat. Their hair was never done. It was always cut. 
and laying funny, mm-hmm. like a cheap haircut. Mm-hmm. Like there was never any gel in it. It was old <laughs> t-shirts. It was um, just like cars didn't, like all that mattered was the relationships. And that is what a lot of these really hit home to me. It's just a bunch of friends just hanging out yeah, and it's not contrived. Well, you're going to like this show. I'm right. telling you, I'll rewatch it with you. Season one was really, really good, but season two thus far, like one episode a week is not enough. But now I get why they're doing it because people are talking about it. How much do I bring it up to you? Once All I the time. It? I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You've sold me. I've sold you. I just got to figure it out. I just, I, it, there's just so much to watch right now. And, you know, it's just at night. Just chip away. So much blacklist. You have years of blacklist left to watch. <laughs> I think that's what's difficult is I've been behind because I got hooked on blacklist. Uh-huh. But I feel if you just watch a few episodes every night, it's it's better to have too much entertainment than not enough where you're just like, what am I going to watch? So I feel with Yellow Jackets, Dexter, Ozark has a new season, oh, yeah. Afterlife. There's also this Netflix show that I might take a peek at. It's like Archive 81 or something about like restoring VHS tapes or something with VHS tapes, but it looked Ooh. cool. It was trending. So there's much to check out, <laughs> but we appreciate you checking out the Freddie and Alyssa show. Um, you know, thank you again. We just we just appreciate you so much. We have so much fun. I love that we're back in a studio and just being able to chit chat and, and have some fun. So we couldn't be doing this without you. So thank you again. Have an amazing week and we will see you next Wednesday. <laughs>